Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network's weekly program that brings you all the latest news and notes from the realm of Arizona State Athletics and features ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and it's my pleasure to serve as your co-host each and every week as we gather to bring you the latest news from Sun Devil Nation. And my co-host, as always, Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. Good to visit with you, Ray. You're on remote today, a remote assignment, right? Yes, we're a uh, uh, good day to you, Tim. We're in uh, San Francisco. We got Pac-12 conference meetings starting uh, this evening that run through Wednesday. So I'll be in San Francisco for a couple of days before we head back home and then turn around and make the trip to Stanford for the weekend game up here. So uh, working remotely today. There you go. Well, it's great to have you with us. And we've got two terrific guests with us on the show this week. Second year Sun Devil baseball coach and one-time Arizona State All-American Willie Bloomquist will drop by to give us an update on and a preview, if you will, on his 2023 Sun Devil baseball team that's going through its fall ball work right now. In addition, we're going to catch up with retired Arizona State women's basketball coaching legend and newly inducted Sun Devil Athletics Hall of Famer, Charlie Turner Thorne. Charlie will get us caught up on what she's been doing since her retirement this past March. We begin this week with a look back at an historic weekend for Sun Devil Athletics and for the Arizona State ice hockey program as the long-awaited and much-anticipated debut of Sun Devil Hockey's brand-new home finally took place last Friday evening as ASU opened the doors to its brand-new, state-of-the-art, 5,000-seat Mullet Arena. And just about every one of those 5,000 seats was occupied for Friday night's home opener as the Sun Devils took on Colgate and how fitting it was that Arizona State came up with a victory in its first game on its new home ice as the Sun Devils blanked the Colgate Raiders by the final score of 2 to nothing. And, Ray, what an evening it was. Uh, what are some of the things that you'll remember most about the opening night at the Mullet, which, by the way, we should mention, opened its doors a full seven weeks ahead of schedule? Well, certainly the fact that we could get it done seven weeks ahead of schedule and equally important on budget uh, is a real tribute to how hard everyone worked uh, from our chief financial officer, uh, Morgan Olson, Frank Ferrar, and then the Mortenkins Construction Company. We just stayed on task, uh, Tim. So opening seven weeks early with a uh, project of this magnitude was really uh, fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, uh, to see Don and uh, Barb Mullet and their entire family there, uh, the namesake of the arena, uh, and then to see uh, literally a sellout crowd watch our hockey team take the ice and win that opening night game 2-0 to zero, uh, with a uh, great powers team that really was prepared to play despite all the anticipation and the anxiety of waiting all this time. They came out and played really Really good game, and I know you'll mention the name of the young man in the family who scored the first goal in our new arena. Uh, I'll always remember that as well. Yeah, not only did the Sun Devils win the opener at 
the mullet, if you will, but uh, as Ray indicated, an added layer of karma was uh, part of the night story when Sun Devil Captain Josh Doan had the honor of scoring the very first goal in the new building as he put in a rebound of his own breakaway miss in the final minute of the first period of Friday night's game and uh, also appropriate the fact that Josh scored that goal at the goal that's situated right in front of the student section, the 942 crew, and boy, did they whoop it up on seeing that first ever goal at Mullet Arena. Of course, Josh is the son of former Phoenix and Arizona Coyotes star Shane Doan, and uh, Shane's former team, of course, Ray, will be co-tenants of Mullet Arena with Arizona State Hockey as the Coyotes will play their home games there for the next three years. So on so many levels, I think, appropriate that Josh Doan ended up with the first goal at the mullet. It certainly was, Tim. It was uh, exciting to see. And, yes, the Coyotes open up on fr- uh, October uh, 28th. I think that's a Friday night uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, just down the road here from us. And it's going to be fun as well. We'll have them at least for uh, three years uh, playing their 41 home games in uh, the mullet. Uh, and so the combination of uh, – ASU and our varsity uh, hockey team and other teams playing in there along with the Coyotes home games. Uh, that place is going to be very active uh, in this community. Uh, and you throw on the concert series and the shows and the other things that are supposed to happen in the main venue. Uh, and then I hope you'll mention that the public ice, the Mountain America Credit Union, open to the public, open for a play uh, on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. And so that's where you have your youth leagues and your adult leagues and your club teams uh, and your community ice uh, opportunities for free skating and lessons going on. So that place will be alive and active many, many days and evenings of the year to uh, benefit our whole community, not just Sun Devil Athletics. Uh, and we're just thrilled with all of that, Tim. Boy, when you put it all together, what an impactful weekend it truly was to see that building open up. It is just going to change the dynamic, not only for Arizona State hockey, but for hockey lovers and people who just like to skate in the uh, Phoenix and uh, Tempe area for sure. And while we're passing out kudos, I think we should also mention, in addition to uh, Josh Doan, another star of the opening game, was uh, Sun Devil goaltender T.J. Semptemfelter, a transfer from Northeastern University, who posted his second win of the season, and both of his wins have been shutouts, and he was outstanding on uh, Friday night. Now, unfortunately, the Sun Devils themselves were shut out the following evening as Colgate earned a split of the two games in Tempe over the weekend by blanking the Devils 4 nothing on Saturday night, but still a weekend to remember for sure. And after Friday's game, Ray, I thought it was inspiring to hear Coach Powers talk about how For years, he and his players, uh, he came here as a player at the club level in the mid-1990s as a student, and ever since then, he and his players have talked and dreamed, wondering, what if, what if we could someday have our own on-campus arena? How good could this program be if that could happen? And now, able to see those dreams become reality. Uh, indeed, and it has been a joy to watch Greg Powers' uh, dream and vision actually come to reality uh, and to be a big part of that, Tim, is a, a great honor for all of us at ASU. And, you know, a lot of respect goes to Michael Crow and the Board of Regents for staying with us through some tough times during the pandemic when 
uh, I actually lost some sleep wondering if this project, uh, the plug would be pulled uh, on this project. But we stayed with it in large part because we knew the ultimate uh, magnitude of people who would benefit from it. Uh, and so we plowed through and to see Greg Powers uh, as the coach from the very beginning uh, uh, now see this thing come to fruition. And he's the head coach of a program that could be special for a long time. You put all that stuff together, and it uh, certainly is a memory for him that I, I, I'm just joyful for Greg. I'm joyful for the whole program. I'm joyful for this community that this venue is now alive and well and will be for many years beyond when you and I are doing this show, Tim. <laughs> for sure, indeed. <laughs> Now, if you were unable to make it to the mullet for the opening weekend uh, for either of the two games against Colgate, fear not. You're going to have another chance again this weekend as the Sun Devil hockey team will be back on home ice this coming Friday and Saturday, October 21st and 22nd, hosting Colorado College at Mullet Arena. And the puck will drop both evenings at 7 p.m. So get out and get uh, your first glimpse of Mullet Arena and cheer on the Sun Devils either Friday or Saturday, or you have my permission to go both nights if you can. <laughs> Last weekend was also a big weekend for the Sun Devil Women's Triathlon Program as Coach Cliff English's team won the NCAA West Regional Qualifier event in Stockton, Missouri, with Sun Devil student-athletes claiming four of the top five individual finishes in that event. Freshman Heidi Urenkova took her first-ever collegiate victory in uh, Stockton, Missouri. Her teammate Amber Schleybush finish, uh, finished second, and Ray Liberty Rica, Rica I should say, uh, finished fourth, and Naomi Ruff placed fifth in that event uh, in Stockton, Missouri over the weekend. Yeah, that was uh, a great performance. One, two, four, five uh, on the podium, uh, you know, with Heidi, Amber, Naomi, Liberty. Uh, just great competitors. So Cliff English has got this team uh, ready to go yet again. And, you know, the national championships will be in our place once again on Tippettown Lake on November 12th. So uh, they're gearing up for, for that. But certainly a spectacular weekend of women's triathlon. And, and I'm telling you, this, this team is setting the pace for all of women's triathlon collegiately in the country uh, and will continue to do so uh, proudly. So, uh, really, just Clifton, a magnificent, uh, magnificent head coach. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it shows mm -hmm. through the performance of our young ladies, competition after competition. Really, really proud of this program. Boy, oh boy, that's for sure. And uh, that will be, by the way, the next competition for Sun Devil Triathlon, the biggest event of the year. As Ray said, it'll be Saturday, November 12th, right here in Tempe, right on Tempe Town Lake, when Arizona State, I think this is the fifth straight year that ASU will host the Women's Triathlon National Championships as Arizona State goes for an astounding sixth consecutive national title. After a welcome bye week, interim head coach Sean Aguano's Arizona State football team returns to the gridiron this coming Saturday afternoon. The Sun Devils traveling to Stanford, California to take on the Stanford Cardinal in a game that will kick off at 1 o'clock. Arizona time this coming Saturday. The Sun Devils went into their bye week on the heels of a very satisfying and surprising 45-38 upset of 21st-ranked Washington on October 8th at Sun Devil Stadium. 
with uh, backup quarterback Trenton Borgay leading the way for the Devils as he passed for 181 yards and three touchdowns, Ray, as uh, he took over for the injured Emory Jones. And we should give you a quick update. Uh, we're, uh, for full disclosure, Ray and I are taping this show on uh, Monday, October 17th. And earlier today, uh, Coach Sean Aguano had his weekly press conference. And Sean interestingly said at his press conference that uh, he is of the belief that a player should not lose a starting job due to injury. So Emory Jones, the uh, starter who was injured two weeks ago, has been cleared uh, full go for this week. And uh, as of this moment, Ray, it sounds as though Emory will get his starting job back for Saturday's game at Stanford. Uh, And rightfully so. He was playing well before he went down with that concussion on the targeting hit. Uh, And, you know, a lot of football coaches uh, really hold the belief, uh, and a lot of football players in particular hold the belief, that you should not lose your job because of injury. It's a high-risk game. Uh, You work hard to win those starting spots. Uh, And if you go down with an injury and you're able to come back full bore, uh, that starting spot should be yours uh, unless and until you lose it in an open competition. That hasn't happened yet. So, uh, but Trenton will work hard, as he has all this time, and be ready if called upon. Uh, but I completely agree uh, and applaud Sean for staying with that because the message in the locker room is loud and clear. Uh, and these, these, these players hear it because they know how risky it is and how hard they play. And they want to know that uh, I won't lose my job uh, for getting hit uh, or injured in the line of duty if I'm healthy to come back. So uh, I think Emory will be in good shape. Uh, but we know now very, very confidently that uh, if needed, Trenton Borgay is ready to roll. And he will be, as you said, that is his greatest asset. And that's why he was ready when called upon on October 8th against Washington, because he prepares every day. Sean Aguano saying today that, and most of us know that follow the program, that Trenton Borgay is a future coach in the making. That is what he wants to do. He wants to be a football coach. And I think it's that mentality that uh, uh, enables Trenton to uh, demand of himself that he prepare every week as if he's going to play, as if he's going to start, even though most weeks he hasn't had that opportunity. He did have it on October 8th, and boy, he delivered when he was called upon. And uh, whoever quarterbacks the Sun Devils uh, will be taking on a Stanford team, Ray, that'll be uh, somewhat energized after their big upset 16-14 win at Notre Dame over the weekend, a win that ended Stanford's 11-game losing streak against FBS competition, a losing streak that interestingly started here one year ago on October 8th of last year, when the Sun Devils posted a Friday night 28-10 to home win over Stanford. Uh, yes, and uh, 1 o'clock up here in the Bay Area where I am now filming this show uh, is going to be a beautiful weather day on Saturday. And so uh, we're looking forward to coming up here and continuing uh, our good play uh, up against the Stanford Cardinal right here in uh, Palo Alto. So uh, they got their big win against Notre Dame. We got ours against Washington. Uh, Those games are behind us. It's a new week, and we'll come in here ready to play, Tim. I'm very confident of that. Yeah, we're looking forward to the trip. It sounds like the advanced weather forecast is going to be a nice, crisp autumn day in the Bay Area. Low uh, 60, it's about 62 degrees for a high, forecasted high on Saturday. Should be a great day for football, and the Sun Devil Radio Network will be there and have you covered 
wall-to-wall for the ASU-Stanford game on Saturday. Our coverage will begin at 10.30 Saturday morning with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by our buddy Jeff Munn. And then Jeff Van Raphorst, Kevin Turner, producer, engineer Sean Crespin, and I will join you for the play-by-play broadcast shortly after 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon from Stanford Stadium, ASU and Stanford, and you can hear the game on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Well, fall sports clearly underway here at Arizona State. Winter sports will soon get started, but I'll tell you what, it won't be much longer till the boys of summer, or in the case of college baseball, the boys of spring will be taking the field for another season. Coming up, we'll get an early scouting report on the 2023 Sun Devil baseball team as second-year Arizona State head coach Willie Bloomquist will join us. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that updates you on all that's going on in Arizona State Sun Devil sports. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are glad you're with us this week. Though the start of the season is still four months away, the Arizona State baseball team is hard at work as we speak over Phoenix Municipal Stadium going through fall ball as they look ahead to year two under the leadership of former Sun Devil Baseball All-American Willie Bloomquist, who, along with his staff, laid the foundation for their program in year one last season. And with the development of some talented young players, along with the addition of a large group of newcomers, the hope is to see great improvement in Sun Devil Baseball in 2023. Willie is our guest this week 
on the Anderson Healy Show. How have you been, Will? It's been a while since we caught up with you. And what are some of your early impressions of your team through fall ball? Well, it's, um, yeah, just kind of coming up for air, I guess, as a staff, uh, you know, with all the all the work we've been doing this this summer and, and knowing that we kind of had to revamp the roster a little bit and get uh, get more athletic, get more depth, um, and certainly get better on the mound um, are things that were that we were uh, – targeting you know this summer after the season ended so um you know sam uh, peraza myself goffy travis buck you know we mike Picaro, we've all been really hard at work on the you know in the transfer portal um researching names and, and making phone calls on guys and and trying to figure out you know who the right fits would be in here you know it's obviously a little bit of a risk but uh based on <clears throat> based on last year we we knew we had to we knew we had to make some changes and, and try to get some more athleticism in here and, and get guys that can help us win some more games. So um, I think ultimately we did we did a pretty good job, um, you know, uh, on that standpoint. And, um, you know, we'll see uh, on paper. Certainly it, it's an improvement. Uh, we do have some good freshmen coming in as well that have um, have opened our eyes significantly here this fall uh, as we're kind of getting going into uh, fall games and have started inter squatting here the past few weeks. There's been some really, really impressive guys that have have showed up, and it, it's nice as uh, as we were talking before we jumped on here. It's um, making the lineups out uh, for the scrimmage tomorrow night. I'm I'm having a hard 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 time, you know, trying to figure <laughs> out who's uh, who's going to be in the starting lineups and who needs more reps, which is a good problem to have. So it's something we didn't didn't necessarily have last year, but this year we have some depth and guys that are certainly capable of being in the starting lineup. Willie, we'll dive deep into your uh, 2023 ball club in just a moment. But uh, before we do, why don't you take a look back to last year? We talked about this on occasion, but uh, as you look back, uh, what are some of your main reflections on the 2022 season? And what were some of the most eye-opening components for you of of, uh, being a head coach at a major college level? Well, we're we're, – trying to turn the page on last year tim uh, based on it wasn't one of our uh, uh fondest memories but you know I, I learned a ton obviously coming into this job um, not really knowing what to expect other than i was just really excited to do it um you know but uh learning the guys learning objectively on things i need to get better at as a head coach um and, and do a better job teaching doing a better job uh, organizing and, and keeping things uh running smoothly um, you know, and all the intricacies of, of it to where you know, behind the scenes stuff, not necessarily on the field, but, you know, learning, learning the, you know, things from the budget to the recruiting world to uh, compliance to all that type of stuff. There's just hours and hours of, of things that get thrown at you that, that you don't know unless you have experience. And clearly I didn't have any experience at any of it last year. So you're learning on the fly, or at least I was learning on the fly and, and, um, you know, trying to figure things out and, and at the same time, you know, putting the team on the field that that we can motivate those guys and get them better. And, and um, you know, I think there were there were at times last year that these guys, um, they started getting it together and they started playing pretty well. But then we'd have an injury bug or two and and never really were at full strength a lot of the year, which was unfortunate. And, you know, we were pretty thin on the pitching staff going into the year. Um, so we couldn't afford too many injuries, which, you know, we had a had a couple of guys that get a little sore every now and again, and we just didn't have the depth to uh, to overcome that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning every day as I go. Um, this year is a little bit, uh, I know what to expect a little bit more. 
um, as far as what the day-to-day grind looks like. Um, and, you know, last year, every, every new day was something brand new that I hadn't experienced before. And not that I'm a seasoned pro at it yet, but, but certainly I, I've now at least been through it once to where I know what to expect moving forward. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll do a better job um, this year than I did last year. Well, let's look ahead to 2023, and as you head into this new season, you do have uh, some young talent from last year that you can certainly build around three freshmen that played really well for you. Two of them, catcher Ryan Campos and first baseman Jacob Tobias, were freshman All-Americans in 2022. And the third, Will Rogers, is a young man that really came on the last, what, month and a half or so of last season. Uh, What are your hopes or expectations for those fellas as they now become sophomores? Well, I think they're, um, you know, those three that you mentioned along with Ethan are, you know, basically the core nucleus of what we have returning uh, from a position player standpoint. And, you know, we expect big things from them. Um, You know, Campy, um, you know, had a tremendous year offensively last year. Uh, We, you know, we look for him to, to continue staying stable in that department as well as, you know, handling the pitching staff. Uh, Will Rogers has done a tremendous job on becoming even more, a little bit more athletic than he was last year while maintaining his power. So um, he, he looks phenomenal running in the outfield after stuff. He's done a, a good job improving behind the dish as well. Um, you know, so we wouldn't, we wouldn't hesitate to put him back there if we needed to. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jacob Tobias uh, has really probably made the biggest transformation out of anybody in the offseason um has, has got himself into tremendous shape uh by comparison to last year um you know comes in probably 25 pounds or so lighter this year and with the ability to kind of you know give us give us an option at first base where he can go out and and cover some ground hopefully at first base and and do a good job there for us so um you know with those four guys kind of nailing down the the returning part of it and then um sprinkling in who we've who we've got in the transfer portal and some of these freshmen that are coming in that are really opening our eyes it's been um you know it's kind of fun to piece this together who are some of the uh highlight for our fans some of the players you got in the transfer portal that uh, you think can uh, fill big roles on your club this year uh you know position player wise uh you know luke kieschel it has it, been a He's going to be a, a pretty dang good player offensively and, and hopefully defensively. We got some things to iron out defensively with him, but um, offensively, he's, he's a stud. He's, he's the real deal. Um, kid from University of San Francisco. Right. Uh, we were able to get, um, everybody knows Sean McLean. We were able to, to get his brother from UCLA, uh, Nick McLean, and he'll, he'll play somewhere in the outfield right now. He's doing playing a tremendous center field. Uh, extremely athletic um, switch hitting kid that that is uh, ultra tooled out. So um, he's he's pretty dang good and, and fun to watch. Um, Drake Varnado is another position player. We got a uh, middle infielder from University of Arkansas uh, transferred from there. And and um, you know there there's a lot of talent in there. We just got to refine some things with his game uh, in order for him to be game ready. But there's a ton of tools in that. Um, you know, in that body that, that can certainly be a, a pretty good division one player in, in our opinion. Um, you know, and then on the pitching front, we, you know, we, where do I start? We, we brought in a slew of guys that I think can help us, um, you know, starting with Ross Dunn uh, that we got out of Florida state, a big left-handed arm that'll, that'll be on the weekend for us. Um, tremendous talent, uh, low to mid nineties guy. Um, Christian Curtis is a kid. We, we were able to get from Texas A&M, 
Um, he's kind of had some arm injuries, uh, but uh, even with that, uh, there was kind of a botch surgery on one of those that which caused uh, him to miss a year last year as well. Um, but he did get to pitch a little bit last year and, and pitching with an arm injury. He's a low to mid nineties guy that really um, he had 19 innings last year and had a one, one, two ERA. So, you know, he's got potential to have weekend type stuff. Uh, Owen Stevenson, another right-handed pitcher that's been uh, lighting it up pretty good here this fall uh, with a ton of potential um, experienced guy, you know, um, that, that could be front end or back end. He could be a starter. He could be a closer. Uh, Timmy Manning, we got from Florida, uh, another great left-handed arm that was um, the highest ranked left-handed pitcher out of high school to make it on, on campus across the country. So he's, um, he's definitely got, got a serious potential to be pretty dang good um, as well. So um, that's just kind of a, a few of the guys. We've got, got some junior college kids that have come in as well that we they're, they're very excited about. Um, you know, there's certainly some guys that can that we feel can uh, can help us out this year. And you mentioned uh, freshmen, and you've got several that I think have already caught your eye during fall ball, haven't they? To go down through some of your key uh, freshmen, the recruits that uh, one of them at least made it through the draft and got here. Uh, to Arizona State, uh, who were some of the fellows you got your eye on there? Well, we we had several of them make it through the draft. That that uh, draft's a little bit different now than it used to be, and you know it's something I learned last year as well. That that um, you know that they call you during the draft and say, basically, you're going to sign for this, and if not, we're moving on. And so there was a lot of our kids, uh, you know, specifically Isaiah Jackson, Luke Hill, New Contratus are three names to, to really keep an eye on. They all were called in the early rounds um, and basically said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Arizona State unless it's a little bit more than that. Um, so obviously they, they were either undrafted or in Isaiah's case fell fell down to, I think, the 17th round. But um, that's yeah, not any indication of – no indication of where they were potentially going to take him. Um, you know, they were top three – you know, top three, four rounds for all three of those guys. So um, they're very athletic, very skilled. Um, Isaiah Jackson, as I mentioned, kid from uh, Senega High School down in Tucson, um, is going to be a, he's going to be a superstar. You know, at some point when he before he leaves here, he's um, extremely physical. Um, you know, the, the the thing that I that I'm really impressed with these guys is. <laughs> We're going to pass the eye test getting off the bus, that's for sure. So um, just athletic, and, and these guys are, you know, whether or not we can translate it into winning baseball players, that's our job here. So um, Luke Hill is a, is a kid from Louisiana that's uh, – we got him in the middle infield right now that is uh, potential to be very, very good. New Contratus is a kid from Hawaii that is, um, again, tooled out kid that's a tough mentality type kid. And then uh, – Jose Vargas, kid in Texas, is very good. Ian Boo is an outfielder that is a walk-on kid that is opening eyes every night, it seems like, with what he's doing in the, in the fall. Uh, tons of potential with him. Uh, Blake Beeler, another kid from Texas. Um, Ryan Hanks, another kid from Texas, is pretty is, is a back-ending bullpen type kid. So, yeah, we got we got some guys, man. I'm Obviously, you can tell I'm excited, uh, you know, with yeah. – um, with the direction we're heading and, and these guys that are coming in to, to build with. And, you know, I think um, we've done a, again, kind of just to reiterate, done a good job with, with bringing in some young talent and combine that with some older guys in the portal. 
I think that can be some leadership guys. Um, two other guys, three other guys I failed to mention that I, that I should that are, you know, very going to be very big pieces are uh, Johnny Weaver uh, was at Grand Canyon last year. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who somebody may remember that that forced us a couple times here. Um, you know, we, we've got him as a senior transfer over here with us now as is a versatile type player. Um, Wyatt Crenshaw is a kid that we that is a sleeper kind of behind the scenes kid, left handed hitter that can play all over the diamond. That's very athletic. And uh, and Willie Cano, uh, Cano, uh, I always pronounce it Cano, but um, he's a local kid that was in New Mexico and and wanted to come home and give it an opportunity here. So um, we have some depth, we have some flexibility, which is nice. And and um, now we just gotta put it all together. I think fans can see why you're having a tough time making out the lineup card for tomorrow's scrimmage, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's a far cry from last year. Where I was pulling th- pulling names out of a hat a little bit from time to time, but um, you know, this year we, we do have some flexibility. Um, you know, our key right now, in all transparency, is going to be you know who can step up and play shortstop. Um, that'll be our that it's kind of a big thing. You know, I get it. Our shortstop's kind of the the centerpiece of the whole thing, but um, you know, if we can get someone to step up and and do a do a solid job there, everything else around that should should fill in pretty nice i think um you know with with, again with guys that have give us some depth that can play on a moment's notice and boy getting ethan long healthy and back is is a big plus so where where do you project ethan playing this year you know ethan is um is another guy that has come in 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 better shape than he did last year as well i think people might see a, a little bit of um uh you know, lighter Ethan Long, I think, um, but every bit is strong. Um, so I think we're we're excited. We've been putting working him at first um, and working him in the corner outfields as well. And I think you know the ability that that he showed last year that he can play third base. I think with us working with him quite a bit at third base last year is ultimately going to make him you know a better first baseman if we put him at first this year. Um, and then last night he had a couple of really really nice plays in right field. Um, that he went a long way for that I, I didn't think he respectfully I didn't think he would have a chance off the bat and he, he reeled them both in um, so he's done done very well and and he still has the the power right arm from right field too that is uh, it's a cannon so you start thinking if, if he were in right field and Rogers and left and McLean or Jackson in center that I don't know of a better throwing outfield arm than than that in the country in my mind they got some cannons out there so That'll be fun to watch them throw the ball. Where does Luke Kieschel project in the infield? You know, somewhere in the middle, I think, either short or second. Um, we're working him at short quite a bit right now and trying to, to smooth out a few things with him. Um, but, you know, that's the, the bottom line is there there's a dogfight for several positions right now. And so, which is great. That's, again, something we didn't have last fall. Um is we didn't have a whole lot of competition in the fall for positions. You know, everyone kind of knew who was going to be playing, and that was it. This year, it's guys are looking over their shoulder and all to their left and to their right because there's guys that can take their job in a heartbeat. And to me, that's, um, you know, that type of competition in my mind is a good thing. Um, you know, there's going to be guys that are that are capable of starting, you know, across the country at other programs that may not be starting for us and may not be playing much. So, um who those will be, I'm not sure. And it's wide open, and they all understand it's wide open. So uh, where this fills in, um, you know, we'll get a better idea as we get later in the fall. But, um, you know, it, it's, like I said, good problems to have right now. 
Boy, I, I would think you you know you're going to get the best from every guy when for every practice, you know, because of uh, they've got to show it every day to get a get a spot in your lineup. It sounds like. Well, yeah, and now if we have a guy that doesn't run a ball out hard, guess what? He gets to come and sit by me, and I got another guy that'll go in and play that will play hard. And you know, so far that hasn't been a problem. These guys, the effort level has been outstanding, um, but just trying to reintroduce the. Um, the mentality piece of, of this thing and really drive that home on what it means to be a Sun Devil and what it means to represent something greater than yourself uh, when you take the field. So um, you know, trying to, with this many guys coming from different programs, really trying to, to get them to understand the meaning of, of playing for Arizona State. Um, we had Dustin Pedroia come talk to him a couple nights ago. Um, we got another guest speaker coming this week just to, you know, guys that that have been around the program that understand what it's like to what it means to to represent Arizona State, and I think these guys are grasping that. They're starting to hold each other accountable a little bit more, which is good. Um, but um, you know, we still got a ways to go. But all in all, I'm impressed with uh, the direction that they're going. Pretty much your coaching staff uh, for the most part back intact this year, correct? Uh, that's correct. We added uh, Dan Jaffe. Um, from the University of Pacific. Uh, prior to that, he was at Georgia Tech. Um, you know, that, that's a big help for me because uh, he's a catching guy. Um, he understands catching, and, and that's, uh, to be perfectly transparent, that's one of the positions that I – that is the only position I never played. Um, so I didn't know a whole lot about catching coming into, into this thing, and that was kind of a stress on me and, and trying to – Hey, what am I going to teach these catchers without screwing them up? And I don't want to tell them something that isn't accurate. And so having somebody in here that I can actually learn a little bit of the catching from just by listening to him talk and um, getting uh, getting positive feedback from our catchers and and having them him be able to to take over that department a little bit and and then additionally help. Um, he was the pitching coach as well at University of Pacific, uh, so it gives gives Sammy another set of eyes out in the bullpen to to see if there's some mechanical adjustments that, that the guys need to make. And so, so far it's been a, a very good match be, between us. Finally, I, I imagine your schedule is still a work in progress. No, we are, uh, we've got that finalized. Um, so we wow. will be announcing that on Thursday this week. Um, there's some, uh, some pack pack 12 news coming down the pipe this week on, on tournament format. Um, so once that's announced, we will announce our schedule shortly after. So, um, you know, uh, I, w- I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I do, I do know we're going somewhere down south uh, week two that we're very excited about. That's awesome. And uh, so our fans uh, have something to look forward to at the end of the week. Uh, keep uh, the Sun Devil website on your, uh, on your, uh, on your uh, computers and uh, – Find out all the latest with Arizona State baseball. Willie, great catching up with you, my friend. Uh, thanks for the visit. And, and when I say, here's when I say south, season. when I say going down south, I don't mean down south here in this state. I mean <laughs> south in the so the, um, the, the, you know, the deep south is I think what the you're deep south. To. Yes, so uh, we're we're looking forward to that one. That'll be a fun fun uh, trip week two. But um, yeah, we we got a good home schedule as well that. Um, It'll be it'll be tough, you know. We we made it tough on for a reason. So, um, but yeah, we're excited about it, and um, I'm looking forward to getting this thing teed up. So, but thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Sun Devil head coach Willie Bloomquist has been our guest on the Anderson Healy Show. Up next, 
We'll catch up with Sun Devil women's basketball coaching legend and newly inducted ASU Athletics Hall of Famer, Charlie Turner Thorne. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, Sun Devil Super fans, the Arizona Lottery is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics, and we're giving six lucky fans a pair of season tickets to cheer on the ASU men's basketball team. All you have to do is enter on the Arizona Lottery Players Club. So suit up in your maroon and gold, grab your phone, and enter by October 24th on the Players Club app or at azplayersclub.com. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, Made to Chill, official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, celebrate responsibly. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe party after the after party vibe 3 a.m text from your ex no vibe a hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin c big vibe busy is a vibe celebrate responsibly 2022 molson course beverage company milwaukee wisconsin flavored beer Welcome back as the Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for ASU Athletics, and Ray and I are glad you joined us this week. Well, it's always, for me personally, off the charts great to catch up with our next guest. It was terrific visiting with her during her quarter century as the head women's basketball coach at Arizona State, during which time she won more games than any other coach in program history. And it's just as nice to chat with her now as she lives the life of leisure, having retired as Sun Devil (laughs) head coach this past March after a fantastic 25-year tenure at ASU. We're delighted to welcome Charlie Turner Thorne back to the Anderson Healy Show. So great to see you, Charlie. How you been? You look terrific, uh, but we we miss seeing you around here. I miss seeing everybody. I really do. Um, and thank you so much, Tim. Um, anybody that knows me knows I'm prob- I'm not really living a life of leisure, but I it, kind it, of it said is, that uh, kiddingly. I figured that was. The yeah, case. I know. But it's a it's, it has been just a wonderful adjustment in terms of tempo for me at this point mm-hmm. in my life. So, thank you. yeah. Give us an idea, an update of what you are doing these days. I, I knew you, you'd be staying busy, but uh, what what do your days? Uh, what are they like now? Yeah, well, um, I I kind of, uh, I'm a very scheduled person, so I have my schedule every day. I'll tell you what, the first couple of months I was just taking people out and thanking them. I mean, 25 years of just, you know, 
staff and and donors especially um so Mm -hmm. i'm pretty much through that here we are almost six months later but um so i you know i have a agency that's helping me with broadcasting um you know working on a book uh doing some public speaking so i've done a, a few things uh i actually um guest lectured in a class that i'm going to co-teach next semester um with none other than my former strength coach at nau <laughs> joe marsett so okay. we have a class yes if you if you want to go back to school, uh, Tim, it's it's SSP three twenty. So we're talking about leadership and building culture and coaching principles. So wow. I feel like I'll be okay with that class. I don't know, uh, uh, ha so. But anyway, it'll be fun. So I'm gonna do a little teaching, and then I just you know I love to help and mentor coaches. So I've been doing some of that. And Quinn starts his college season in a week and a half, so I'll get to see some of his games which will be wow. fun. And my parents are kind of right there where he is. So mm-hmm. it just worked out. It couldn't have worked out more perfect for me to help kind of take care of them and, uh, and go see Quinn. And we got a, where will he be going to school? Where will he be going to school? He's, he's at Westmont college. It's a smaller liberal uh, Christian arts school in Santa Barbara. It's Montecito kind of a mm-hmm. little community there. Um, great school. And, um, their women's basketball program actually has won a number of national championships, and their men's program has been good. And so hopefully, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's actually one tidbit that I omitted uh, when I introduced Charlie for this segment a moment ago. I forgot to say newly inducted ASU Athletics Hall of Famer, along with longtime legendary Sun Devil Athletics Administrator Don Bakke, Uh, Charlie was inducted into the ASU Athletics Hall of Distinction back on October 7th. I had the great honor of emceeing the luncheon at which both were inducted, along with uh, seven student-athletes entering the Sun Devil Sports Hall of Fame. Six months after you retired, and now you're officially a Hall of Famer. What was your reaction, Charlie, when you found out the news you were going to be enshrined, and what does it mean to you? Um, I was actually obviously very surprised because usually they don't do it quite, quite that quickly. You know, I think you, I thought there was like a time, a window of time that they like to, yeah. um, you know, let pass. I mean, maybe it's different with coaches. I was really honored. I was, I was super honored and I was honored as much for all of the players, all of the coaches, all of the staff, right, Tim, 25 years of just high standards and a culture of caring that, that we perpetuated, um, year after year after year, you know, regardless of, of other things that we couldn't control that I'm so proud of and was obviously I, I accepted on behalf of everybody. Super special that Brian January was there with me to be inducted, one of our all-time great Sun Devils, who's who's actually transitioning her career, you know, from playing. Well, she's going to go to Turkey and make some, some quick money because it was too, too good of money to pass down. But she is essentially going to go into coaching either in the NBA or WNBA. So that's super exciting. And then, of course, to go in with Dawn, who, um, you know, has been so integral, such a a phenomenal supporter of our program, was my support administrator for part of my career. They kind of, you know, that kind of moves around a little bit. But he Mm -hmm. didn't matter if he was or not. I always got that pregame text, Tim, you know, that kind of two-page pregame text. And it was (laughs) always just on point. You know, sometimes I got the post game text, usually good, you know, every now and mm-hmm. then it was it was the uh, 
the evaluation. But he's just, I, I don't think anybody, if you were at that luncheon, you could tell how much he impacted everybody in that room. And yeah. uh, just an amazing person with a, a phenomenal career. And I, I kind of joked at the, at the luncheon that that's the all-time greatest class. And I, I not, I not because of, you know, I, I think you could even take out Don and I. And, and those seven athletes that were honored, oh, my gosh. I mean, having been there the last 25 years, that was, that was seven of our, of our greatest ever. So not to take anything mm-hmm. away from anybody else. But it was, yeah, it was really fun. I can't tell you how many people came up to me during the luncheon or just before or just after and said, what a class. And this is the best yeah. class ever. And, <laughs> and with you and Don as key parts of that, I, you know, I mean, I've emceed a lot of those luncheons. And, boy, there weren't many that uh, were more star-studded, if you will, than that group. I mean, Brian, I would argue, I mean, I know you probably wouldn't want to rank your players, but... I think there's a lot of folks who feel that Breon was your all-time best player in your 25 years. And Terrell Suggs, uh, his 2002 football season was the most dominant individual season I've called by any Sun Devil player in the 25 years I've been doing their radio. He was just an absolute menace as a pass rusher. And just all the other athletes, Anthony Robles, what an incredible human interest story he is. And Jessica Presley and Ryan Whiting and Caitlin Andrew and uh, Anna Nordqvist. I, you don't want to eliminate anybody or miss right. anybody, but it was a fantastic well, class. And most of them were kind of in the same window. I mean, Terrell obviously was a little earlier because he's been playing um, and he's phenomenal. But mm-hmm. that the other ones were kind of in that same window when we were ranked the number one athletic department in the nation by Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, Don and I, I was trying to remember, and Don said we were fourth in the nation for the Directors Cup. I mean, kind of the we were you know we we're all we we're always good, right? ASU's always right. good, but that was probably uh, when when Lisa Love was the AD, kind of a some pinnacle uh, pinnacle. Yeah, is that the right word? Pinnacle years. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that, that word works. I think, I think that, that works. works. Okay, thank you. You're the journalist. I'll, I'll defer to you, well, Tim. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you credit for that one. I think it's actually a really okay, good thanks. word, but. Uh, but you, when you think of, you know, I knew it was really special for you going in with Breon January in the same class. And I imagine as you look back um, at your time at ASU, rather, am I right in assuming that rather than games or seasons or plays or shots or moments that the things that you take away the most are like the relationships that you had with the girls you coached? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. And I tried to kind of intimate or articulate that at the luncheon. But, you know, relationships are everything, uh, I think, to all of us, especially to me. And and uh, um, we, we, we did kind of have a, a reunion party with whoever could make it. And it, it was incredible. I mean, it's incredible what the players I had the honor to coach are doing now and just their love for each other and the program. It was, it was spectacular. Um, but yeah, you know, we graduated everybody in 25 years, every single player. That? And, you know, th- I made every graduation except COVID. <laughs> and the one year mm-hmm. I was coaching USA basketball. So those things are special to me. Um, that's how I knew we needed new seats in Wells Fargo Arena, Desert Financial Arena. Well, every year I'd sit at those graduations you know, well, volleyball games and men's basketball and 
wrestling and gymnastics too, but those graduations go a long time. And you're sitting there. Yeah, if I do. don't have leg room, if I don't have leg room, I'm like, okay, come on now. So I'm, I'm putting that little, that little plug in for like, <laughs> let's get new seats. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There but, you uh, go. Yeah. But yeah, just, um, you know, I think at the, I mean, of course we had a lot of fun winning, but we had a lot of fun off the court too. So thank you, Tim. Yeah, that was uh, it was a great time. I mean, uh, I was lucky to observe so many of those years and what a tremendous program you had. But uh, I think there's a there's a little sense of excitement now as the Natasha Adair era of Sun Devil women's basketball is about to uh, unfold. Uh, uh, we just uh, plugged with Ray that uh, moon, Moonlit Madness takes place this coming Friday night uh, with the Sun Devil men and women uh, having their little uh, preseason uh, skills competition and uh, get together at uh, Sun Angel Stadium. And it'll be our first glimpse at Natasha's team. Uh, what are your thoughts on her and uh, the job you think she'll do at Arizona State as she succeeds you? Yeah, that you know, that's such a fun event. And um, and so, you know, I hope, I hope there's room for people to come out and enjoy it. You know, I, I don't really know. I don't really know her. I've talked to her a little bit. You know, it was kind of a clean break. There wasn't any wanting to kind of help her bridge and, and that's fine that's okay you know it's, it's her program um she's got she's got a good uh, uh resume you know in terms of of some winning and you'll probably be a big adjustment we had five fifth year seniors all they're all gone so there was a, a bit a lot of attrition and you know that was tough because you know we've been young for two years and it would have if we could have you know if if that staff could have kept more of those players i think it would have been good for them, but you know, the transfer portal in the world we're living in, it, it's just hard. Um, yeah. And coaching changes are hard, um, but you know, I'm excited to see the players she brought in. Um, I don't know that much about them. And I, you know, I'm just really, you know, it's it a great job and, it, and it's, you know, I'm just hoping that she is going to work her butt off and, you know, continue our tradition. Um, you know, whatever style it is, it's her, it's her program, it's her style, but you know, we, you know, we're about winning. So, yeah. you know, I just, you know, but I do think there'll be a little transition because I, I think, you know, unfortunately, um, a lot of those players, um, you know, there was a lot, a lot that left, you know, although this, again, that's the world that we're living in, you know, and there's major shifts on a lot of rosters, you know, with picking mm -hmm. up transfers and leading. Um, in all sports. But yeah, I'm in all sports. Exactly, Tim. So I'll be, I'll be rooting for her in the program and, and, uh, you know, we still have about half that team that, you know, I got to coach and uh, um, I'll be rooting for all of them. You know, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to to be on the other side of it. I, I'm, I'm ready for that. And of course, I won't get to broadcast ASU. That's sort of a not a thing when you, like in terms mm -hmm. of broadcasting in the Pac-12. I, I do. I do. They did reach out to me. So I think I'm going to get to do some games, but they made it very clear. You know, they'd keep me off. They didn't want me on ASU games yet. You know, there needs mm -hmm. to be, I don't know, a few years. And so, um, but I understand that. I think that's fair. But yeah, we're looking forward to hearing it because I've always thought you would. You, and you've done some broadcasting work in the past with the, the Phoenix Mercury, as did I many moons ago. Some people may not know yeah. that I actually, uh, for three years, was uh, the Phoenix Mercury's television play-by-play -play guy. And I think the first two or three years the WNBA existed, Cheryl Miller was the coach and 
they had some pretty doggone good teams uh, right out of the gate in Phoenix. But uh, I've always thought, you know, I mean, you're a friend, obviously, but I, I honestly think you'd be a natural in broadcasting. And uh, I, I think you, you can go far in that profession if you choose to. Yeah, thanks. Tim. You know, I'm not looking to do it full time. You know, it's just kind of one of one of the gigs I'm I'm going to be enjoying. But thank you. Yeah, I, I love doing it. It's so fun to be a part of the game and, you know, study and, and prepare. And then mm-hmm. no matter what happens, you usually sleep pretty well, Tim. And that's <laughs> <laughs> that is the beauty of broadcasting. Not that you might, you know, maybe you'll have someone that you're sort of rooting for, but, you know, really not really. Yeah. Boy, I've always wondered, uh, some of the coaches that have gone into broadcasting, like uh, one guy I think of, Steve Lavin, who uh, you know I thought was an excellent broadcaster, and yet it just seems like with some of them, the coaching bug just continues to nip away at them. And <laughs> right? Steve is back. He's going to be the head coach of the University of San Diego this year. In fact, uh, the Sun Devils men's team will play San Diego right before Christmas. And uh, but oh, I always thought okay. Lab was very he was very engaging, but you know he had great success at UCLA, and yet the standards yep. they have for Bruin basketball, uh, everyone is compared to the late great John Wooden, and it's just a tough standard to live up to. And uh, he eventually was let go there, but you know found his way back, coached at uh, St. John's, and now uh, he spent a lot of years on TV. And I just always wondered why those. Why people like that, you know, like a guy like Steve Lavin would even, you know, get back in coaching because it seems like there's so much less pressure on television. You know, you pick up a good paycheck, (laughs) you get to do different games. And then, like you said, you get to go home and maybe get a few hours of shut eye that night. Right. Well, some of those coaches are are doing that, you know, Tim. Some some have gotten out and stayed out and are really enjoying it. And I'll just say this. I do think there's going to be more of a – I don't want to say a mass exodus, but I think there's going to be a lot of veteran coaches uh, repurposing like myself uh, soon. Um, that that seems to be the the rumor. Um, and and to be honest, even athletic directors. I mean, the climate of college athletics right now it's just very different. You know, not bad or oh, good, but very different. It's going to be a pro model, name, image, and likeness, and you know, finding the money. You know, and if you don't have some huge collective mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to buy players. You know, how do you possibly compete? And it's just a bit crazy. I, I have to confess, I wouldn't, I don't really, that's not my thing, you know, <laughs> like going yeah, out and buying yeah. players. I mean, I'd rather just be a pro coach. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the lines are really getting blurred. And I just hope that the unionization talk goes away. And I hope we just stay true college athletics um, selfishly. Um, because, I mean, once these athletes are employees and if we keep just paying them, I mean, the whole education piece is just going to cease to be important. Yeah, I could. I totally agree with you, and it's and you're right. It's just such a different day and age in college athletics. So, how many games are you going to be broadcasting this year? Will we see you at uh, Sun Devil home games this year? Any Sun Devil home games? I don't know. So, because I won't do um, ASU. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. How they about- pretty much said, you know. So I won't. Oh, you see me not broadcasting. You mean? Yeah, like if will we see you if you're oh. not if you don't have any assignments? Uh, yeah, yeah. Gonna... I don't know. You know, I'm. I, I've got. I mean, I'm very excited to see um, a number of Quinns games, and then we'll see how many broadcast games I get, and then mm-hmm. just with my other little things I'm doing, I'm all, uh, um, you know, kind of be. I mean, I'm sure I'll be at some, but you know, I'll be 
doing my gigs. So, but I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be cheering and I'll be watching no matter where I'm at. Yeah. Well, we miss you over here. I know speaking for my buddy Jeff Munn, he's going to miss working with you. I think he's looking forward to working with Natasha, but you were lucky to have a terrific uh play-by-play announcer for all those many years, weren't you? Uh, oh my gosh. Um thank you for saying that. Tim. Yes, he is unbelievable. And he's actually one of my coaches now because he's helping me prep <laughs> for no he helped me prep for the Mercury game that I got to do. And he's going to help me prep and get ready for uh, some of the college broadcasts. So he is um, not only like you, a Hall of Famer, you know, in, in the broadcast business, but he's a dear friend. So he's been yeah, he's been amazing for me. Yeah, so no you. question. I just, I just felt like he doesn't get enough credit for all that he does for Arizona State, and uh, and he was just such a Either great do you, voice. My and, friend. Oh, oh, shucks. <laughs> well, it's nice of you to oh, say that. Shucks. But but uh, I've always thought that uh, you know Jeff just you know he he treasured. I can just say as his friend, he he treasured his role as your play by play voice. That was such a priority to him because you know how it gets in November and December when you got some football going and you got basketball going and you've got announcers, you know, filling in, you, know, you can't be two places at once, yes. that sort of thing. And he always, as best he could, would prioritize your team and their games and those broadcasts for sure. He really did, Tim. I mean, he would have opportunities that, frankly, he would make more money and be get better exposure. And he was so loyal to us and our fans love him i mean my mom who's the biggest sports junkie and you know got to be top whatever in the in the world you know she's she sometimes would rather listen to him than watch the broadcast because she just thinks he does such a great job and uh yeah and she often turns turns off the broadcast so i'm hoping that's my goal whatever games i do this year tim nobody turns me off because <laughs> that that's the thing trust me a lot of fans and friends are like not always feeling, you know, the chit chat and, and the analysis mm-hmm. um, of some of the games that I guess I coached in. At least that was the feedback I got. So I'm like, okay, yeah. note to self, don't don't get turned off. <laughs> note to self. That's that's good. That's good uh, <laughs> words to live by for all of us. I think uh, in this business. Right? <laughs> but yeah, you'll you'll crush it, Charlie. Trust me, you'll do great. And uh, boy, it's been so great to catch up with you. Uh, Continue to wish you all the best, my dear friend, and uh, keep in touch. And uh, we hope to see you around, and uh, uh, let's get together sometime. That sounds great. Absolutely. You guys are my family. And, Tim, yes, we need a a Starbucks date or something. Works for me. (laughs) In all your free time, right, Mr.? Hey, and that's my favorite (laughs) kind of coffee, so you, you nailed that one as well. Thanks so much, a retired Sun Devil women's basketball coach and ASU Athletics Hall of Famer Charlie Turner Thorne, our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of today's broadcast in a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, Sun Devil Superfans, the Arizona Lottery is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics, and we're giving six lucky fans a pair of season tickets to cheer on the ASU men's basketball team. All you have to do is enter on the Arizona Lottery Players Club. So suit up in your maroon and gold, grab your phone, and enter by October 24th on the Players Club app or at azplayersclub.com. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, 
and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi. And if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils! Welcome back as we wind down this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils. Glad you joined us. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins me now. Sun Devil Volleyball got a split of its uh, two home weekend matches over the weekend against the Pac-12's Bay Area schools. The Sun Devils got a three-set sweep of the Cal Golden Bears on Friday evening at Desert Financial Arena before falling three sets to one to seventh-ranked Stanford on Sunday afternoon. That Cal match, by the way, ended with Coach Sonia Tomasevich's Sun Devils clinching the match by winning the final set 31-29. to Ray, that's the seventh longest set in ASU volleyball history since volleyball went to a 25-point winning format per set back in 2008. Yes, I saw uh, uh, Sanj at the game, uh, the hockey game, on on Saturday night, and she was uh, uh, telling me I think that last game went 43 minutes or something. <laughs> wow. Very, very long. But uh, we hold, held on and took that 3-0 to uh, zero victory over Cal. That was a good win for us. So, uh, no, I haven't seen a uh, volleyball uh, set go that long, Tim, uh, myself. Uh, but the 3-0 victory was certainly good. And, uh, you know, Stanford's a number seventh-ranked team, I think you mentioned. And so to yeah. win the first set and then go down 3-0 uh, uh, in the finals was disappointing. But we played competitively, and that's the thing we're looking to constantly get uh, out of this uh, volleyball program because it's a tough conference, as we know. Uh, but we're staying competitive. Indeed they are. 9-11 and 11 is the overall record for Sonia's team, which will now – Head back on the road. They know something about traveling this year, don't they? Remember those five consecutive weekends they played on the road? Well, they're, they've got a roadie coming up this week in conference play as they head up to the Pacific Northwest. Friday should be a very special match for Coach Tomasevich. She was one of the all-time great players in the history of the University of Washington's women's volleyball program, and ASU will be at Washington this coming Friday evening, October 21st, starting at 6 p.m., and then the Sun Devils will head cross-state to Pullman to take on the Washington State Cougars. That match will begin at 11 a.m. on Sunday, October 23rd. Sun Devils soccer had just one game this past week, a home game in which Coach Graham Winkworth's team took on Utah at Sun Devil Soccer Stadium, and the contest ended in a scoreless tie with Arizona State goalie uh, Paulina Nellis posting a career-high nine saves in the ball in the uh, contest as Arizona State now six three and three on the season two three and one 
in Pac-12 play. After opening with an eight-game unbeaten string, Sun Devil Soccer is now winless in its last four matches, Ray. However, two of those defeats in that span coming against top 10 ranked opponents, UCLA and USC. Yes, uh, that was a a streak we didn't anticipate. Uh, But again, once you get in Pac-12 soccer play, uh, you're going to run the gauntlet because this is one of the toughest soccer conferences in the nation, uh, as we all know. But we're still positioned well uh, to finish strong and uh, hopefully get to the postseason tournament with a strong RPI playing against really good competition. Uh, But the team is going to go out there every day we know and play very competitive soccer Tim so we've got our fingers crossed that we'll finish strong and get into that postseason like volleyball Sun Devil soccer will be in the state of Washington this weekend but they will be uh, flip-flopping the uh, paradigm as the volleyball team will go from Seattle to Pullman soccer will start in Pullman playing Washington State Thursday evening October 20th a 7 p.m. start on the pitch in Pullman, Washington, and then uh, Graham's team will head over to Seattle to take on the Huskies of Washington on Sunday, October 23rd, and that contest will begin at 12 noon. Both the Sun Devil golf teams are about to hit the links again in the upcoming days. The Arizona State women's team will uh, be right where football will be this weekend, up in Stanford, California, as Coach Missy Farquay's Sun Devil women's golfers will compete in the Stanford Intercollegiate Event that takes place on the Stanford campus this Friday through Sunday, October 21st through the 23rd. The Arizona State men's team will be in your old hometown, Ray, Atlanta, Georgia, this coming week, next week, early next week, for the East Lake Cup competition. That will be Monday through Wednesday, October 24th through the 26th. Yes, two places with which I'm very familiar, uh, Stanford up here. The women will be uh, on the Stanford course at that Invitational, and then the men in Atlanta at the famous Eastlake Country Club, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, track, uh, and a lot of great golf has been played there. And uh, when you get invited to Eastlake, uh, it's because you're a top-tier team, to be sure. So it's a wonderful opportunity for our student-athletes to play uh, in a place like Eastlake, and of course the women up here at the Stan- Stanford Invitational uh, this weekend as well. I might get a chance to uh, sneak out there on Friday when we get up yeah. here, Tim, if we get here early enough and check them out as well. I know Missy and her girls would ordinarily love to come to Stanford Stadium and support the football team Saturday, but I think they'll be otherwise engaged during that day, but we wish them the best at Stanford and the men as well as they compete in Atlanta. Another team about to uh, return to competition, Coach Bob Bowman's Sun Devil men's and women's swimming and diving teams. They'll be in action, but unlike soccer, unlike volleyball, unlike golf, uh, the Sun Devil swimmers don't have to leave town. They'll be competing at home this weekend at the Mona Plummer Aquatic Center. Saturday morning, 11 a.m., it all begins when the Sun Devils, Ray, will host the Big Ten's Wisconsin Badgers. So I'm, I'm sure Bob is anxious to see his team get back in the pool again soon. Yes, and particularly at home. You know, we were on the road uh, at Georgia not too long ago. So to uh, get them in here back at home and host Wisconsin this weekend, hopefully have great weather and uh, good turnout. Folks should come out. It's free admission. Uh, and we've got some outstanding swimmers uh, on the men's and women's side. Uh, and now we have a diving program back up and active. So hopefully they'll be able, be able to get out and, and see us and uh, 
uh, our own house, Mona Plumber Aquatic Center, and do really well. Two Sun Devil wrestlers will be competing and competing overseas this weekend. NCAA heavyweight runner-up Colton Schultz and 165-pound Penn State transfer Tony Negron will be competing at the Under-23 World Championships in Spain this week. Colton Schultz, of course, is no stranger to world competitions. He is a two-time senior world team member and a three-time medalist in world championship age group competition. As for Tony Negron, this will be his first international competition just before he begins as his first season at Arizona State after transferring in from a traditional wrestling powerhouse, Penn State. So we wish those two fellows, Ray, the best of luck, uh, Colton and Tony, as they compete overseas in Spain this weekend. Uh, indeed, Colton, uh, one of our own originals, uh, has done a marvelous uh, competition here and going international. And then, of course, Tony from your uh, alma mater, Penn State, uh, making the wise decision to come west, uh, <laughs> young man, and compete for Arizona State Wrestling. To see them both go overseas now internationally, represent, re- representing the Sun Devils is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll wish both Colton and Tony best of luck this weekend, Tim. Of course, their season with Sun Devil Wrestling will begin next month, but uh, what a great way for each of them to get primed for the season. Finally, a reminder to get go out and get your first glimpse of the Sun Devil men's and women's basketball teams this coming Friday night. It's called Moonlit Madness, and it will take place at Sun Angel Stadium, of course, the longtime on-campus home of the Arizona State track and field programs. It'll be at Sun Angel Stadium and will begin at approximately 9.30 whenever the ASU-Colorado College hockey game next door at Mullet Arena lets out. Uh, So if you go to the hockey game, just come right out of the building, right over to Sun Angel Stadium, and get a glimpse of uh, the Sun Devil Hoopsters as the men and women will compete in Moonlit Madness. There'll be uh, various skill competitions. The men will stage a dunk contest, just a whole bunch of uh, late evening hoops fun admission is free and ray it's a great opportunity for fans to check out the uh, teams that coaches uh, bobby hurley and natasha adair will field this season on the floor of course uh, the college basketball season gets underway in less than a month from now yeah it's uh coming coming quickly uh tim and uh, I give our uh, events uh, people, our programming people, a lot of credit for putting Moonlit Madness uh, right outside uh, the hockey arena. So if you come to hockey, uh, just spill out and go right to the track. The uh, uh, the court's going to be laid down uh, right on the track, and so there are stands. So you can come out and go right to basketball, and folks who are uh, coming straight from uh, the community can gather up. Uh, we could have quite a crowd out there to uh, uh, see both the men and women uh, show some of their uh, skills before we get uh, into the season. But should be a fun night. Hopefully the weather's going to be glorious. Uh, moonlit madness uh, on ASU's campus. Looking forward to it, Tim. And again, I'm sorry I'm going to miss be... it. Yeah, me too. I was, I'm I will... sorry I'm going to miss it, but I know it's going to uh, get a lot of film uh, and a lot of footage of it, so we'll be able to enjoy it. There you go. And I'll be missing it, too. We'll both, of course, be up at uh, Stanford for the football game. But uh, it should be a lot of fun for fans. And again, uh, Moonlit Madness will take place at Sun Angel Stadium, the track and field uh, home of uh, Arizona State. 
And that's right next door to Mullet Arena. And it will begin, like I said, approximately 930 after the Sun Devil Colorado College hockey game in Mullet Arena concludes this coming Friday night. On that note, we bring down the curtain on this week's Anderson Healy Show. We thank you so very much for joining us. A couple of extra thank yous before we go. Thanks to our new show producer, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director, Doug Tamaro, for his help. Thanks as well to our great engineer producer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network, for his assistance. And thanks as well to our terrific show scheduler, Kim Nelson of Sun Devil Athletics. Ray and I will be back next week with a new installment of the Anderson Healy Show, and we do hope that you'll make plans to join us and uh, give us a look and give us a listen. Ray, good to visit with you. Uh, Best of luck at the meetings this week. Should be an interesting couple of days for you up in San Francisco, and we'll catch up with you at Stanford this weekend. We look forward to it, uh, Tim. Should be a glorious weekend uh, here and down in the desert where we got all those activities taking place. So uh, for all of our fans out there, Go Devils! Go Devils! Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly.